Hello and welcome to the Wednesday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You with me, La La La, Let Me Explain. And today we're back with three listeners' questions for you to listen to me answer, but also love getting your answers too. So we always put one of these on my Instagram so that the listener or the person who sent it in can get as much help as possible. They can get a range of opinions and advice from all of you. So head to my Instagram today, this afternoon, I'll be posting one of these questions and you can give your opinion on it too. So let's get straight into it. Hi, Lala. Uh, So my husband of 10 years is asking me for more blowjobs. We've been together 14 years and married for 10. We have a two-year-old and our sex life isn't what it was when we first met. For context, I was a virgin when I met him and he most definitely wasn't. I tried to hide it from him and pretend I was more confident and experienced than I was. So when we first met, as I was trying to impress him, I would give him blowjobs all the time, sometimes even swallowing to appear cool. I was one of a couple of girls on his radar at the time and I felt I was in competition for him, so I was constantly trying to prove I was the one he wanted, which is pathetic, I know. Well, he did fall in love with me and we followed the normal path, moved in, got married, had a baby. So now 14 years later, he's the man of my dreams. He's everything. I didn't think I could ever be loved in the way that he loves me. Obviously, after 14 years, our sex life is different. Our two-year-old still doesn't sleep and I've gained a lot of weight. My confidence isn't great, but he's still all over me. He's still tactile and affectionate which i don't like in this new body but he still fancies me and lets me know and when we do get time for sex it's great apart from one thing he wishes there were more bjs and about every six months we have a big tense conversation about them he asks for them and says that it would be a nice thing to do for someone you love he says i used to do them all the time so he doesn't understand why i can't now and i say I don't like giving them and if I'm being honest it feels degrading to give them. He gets about one a year which I do only if I feel like it. I love him so much but I just hate giving them. Should I give in and give them to him even though I don't want to? No you shouldn't just give in even when you don't want to but there is definitely room for change an improvement here. The good thing is that we are coming from a foundation where your relationship is great. He's a great dad. He's supported you. You've been together for a long time. You have no real issues within this relationship or as far as you've described, apart from the blowjob issue, which I think some people might be like, ah, ha, ha, it's not that big a deal. It's just blowjobs. But this is one of the biggest things. I think if you speak to any sex or couples and relationships therapists, they will tell you that discrepancies around desire or what one person wants in the bedroom and what the other person doesn't want is probably the biggest thing that they see in couples therapies, especially sex therapists, obviously. So it's a really common thing. The issue here is actually the communication and actually your relationship with sex and with your body. Now, there is nothing to say 
that if you absolutely hate giving blowjobs, that you have to give them. You don't. In any type of relationship, you are allowed to have your own boundaries about what you want to do in bed, what you like, and you should never force yourself to do something that you absolutely hate. I'm just interested, I guess, in your reasons for hating it. Now, it's totally valid, and the degrading thing is valid, but also maybe, I think, because he's not actually degrading you, it just feels like a degrading act in your head, that that is maybe something that you can work on with communication. I think the whole thing is something that you can work on with communication. The weight gain thing is really relevant. How we feel about our bodies... Sex is so much more than physical. Sex is so incredibly psychological. And you don't have to be necessarily in the physical mood for sex. It's actually in the psychological, mental mood for sex. And it's very hard to get into that mood if you feel completely disgusting, if you hate your body, if you're not feeling sexy and desirable. It's very hard to just switch that on. And also, it's very hard to just switch on desire like that, you know? To be expected to just be doing your housework, looking after your daughter turning off all the lights, locking all the doors, and then boom, ready for a blowjob. That's kind of how life sort of happens, but actually it shouldn't. And the way to improve that is to cultivate desire within your relationship over time. I've read a really good book by Dr. Karen Gurney, the sex doctor called Mind the Gap. And in that, she talks about how crazy it really is for us to just be like, oh, it's time to switch on for sex. When actually, if we're holding this underlying desire for our partner and underlying kind of sexual electricity then we're building up to sex you know sex is something that it's not just oh switch on it's like I am desiring you I have gone through this whole day like thinking about what's going to happen tonight and you can do that by leaving little notes around for each other or just talking to each other about how you're going to increase the desire and you might not ever feel up for a full-on blowjob. But actually, there are ways that you can start to learn to please and enjoy each other's bodies that don't mean that you're compromising yourself, but that don't mean that your partner feels like he's missing out on a really important part of sex for himself. So it's important to see how you can meet in the middle. You need to have compassion for the fact that he's a great bloke who really wants blowjobs and he's not getting them. And he needs to have compassion for the fact that you're a wonderful wife who has limitations to what she finds horny. And you both need to come to each other and communicate with an understanding. It shouldn't be a tense conversation about blowjobs every six months. Like, why aren't you doing this? I don't want to do this. It needs to be an ongoing empathetic conversation where you can both accept and understand where the other person is coming from and where you can both communicate about why this is happening. Sex therapy will help you. Going to a couples therapist will help you, but also maybe joining an adult sex education platform like Beducated so you can sit down together and see how you can improve your sex life so you can come to a point where you're both feeling sexually satisfied. But it does sound like there's a lot of room to work on here. Hi, Lala. I, I'm not sure, but I think I might be the most extreme and fucked up case of limerence ever. For six months, I've been so all over the place. My life is falling apart. Me and my limerent object have swapped 25,000 texts and WhatsApp messages. It's not all me. It's about 50-50. 
I knew her a bit before all this started, but six months ago something clicked and my world started falling apart. I'm leaving my partner of 28 years, my kids, and I'm selling my home. I don't know what I'm doing. It's destroying me, and rather than just thinking the problem is with me, I'm feeling played. She's backing out now, and I'm left facing a future that I don't want. Do you know, when I read this, I did feel like, oh, fuck, this is like somebody who's in a really quite a vulnerable place. So I want to be sensitive with my answer to you because I do think you have fucked up. I think you know you fucked up, but I think it is not beyond repair. But I also think it's really important to acknowledge that you really have thrown a fucking grenade into your wife's life and into your family's life. And there is a lot of accountability and responsibility that is going to need to be taken by you now. Hold your hands up to it, but also accept and acknowledge that you're a human and that we all mess up and that we can get through these things. I think, first of all, it is going to be really important for you to think about how this happened. You describe it as the biggest, most fucked up case of limerence of all time and 25,000 messages between the pair of you is a lot and is very, very suggestive of limerence, although I don't know how long a period of time you were texting but that is a lot of text. And that's what happens with limerence. If you haven't listened to my limerence podcast, have a listen to it and read that book that I recommend, Living with Limerence by Dr. L. I think really getting a good knowledge and understanding of limerence really helps us when we are in these kind of situations because limerence can feel like an out-of-body experience, all-consuming, and it can make us behave in very mad ways, as we've seen here. It's very hard to get away from that limerent thing that's telling you, ah, do this, ah, go for it. What I'd like to know is what 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 started the affair? How did this happen? Where, where were you already having problems in the marriage? Like, that is a really important thing to think about. What was the catalyst to this? And I don't mean, was your wife not doing great and therefore she led you into the arms of another? This is about you and thinking about what led you to do this to make sure that you're not vulnerable to these things again in the future. But what is the why behind all of this? How did this happen? And I think the biggest question to ask yourself is would you still be backing out if her behaviour hadn't changed? You were ready to ride off into the sunset with this woman to literally risk it all. And now you're saying that she's pulling back and things seem to have changed with her, which is now leaving you facing a future that you didn't want. But if she was still wholeheartedly limerent with you, where would we be at now? Would you still be trying to ride off into the sunset with her? And if, if you were then I think you really need to look at that. I really think you, because if she's pulled, been the one that's pulled the rug out from under this and now you're just like, oh, well, in that case, I'm going to go back to my wife, then I think that there is potential for things to continue to go wrong in your marriage because there's a lot more going on than you just happening to have met someone, getting limerent over them, them backing out. You, you, there's a lot more going on here. So I think the real question is, would you still be backing out if her behaviour hadn't changed? And if you wouldn't, then it, then maybe this is, maybe there were things wrong with your marriage in the first place. Maybe you were not happy. The question is, are those things that you can now repair now that this huge grenade has been put in? 
I think your wife is owed a lot of respect and a lot of communication and a lot of explanations. If you really do want to get back into the relationship, or are you just going back there because you are codependent and because you can't live without a woman? You know, is there any possibility of you being single and working on all the things that you need to work on? Why does there have to be a woman at either end to receive you or, you know, for, for you to feel... Like, like everything's okay. I think you need to explore that. Is there some codependency stuff going on here as well as the limerence? But it's your wife and your family who are owed an explanation here. And I think, as I said at the start, owning it, taking responsibility and laying everything out, showing your remorse by being really open about what happened, the whys behind what happened. Limerence is all-consuming, it can fuck us up, but we still have to take responsibility for the ways that we behaved when we were in limerence. Therapy is going to be incredibly important to you. It is going to help you to process what you have done and what is going on for you. I would try to seek therapy as soon as possible. Go to your GP. If not, I think it would be worth going to your GP to say put me on the waiting list for NHS support. But if you can get private therapy, I think that would really help you. I think if you are feeling vulnerable or low or worried about yourself, then you really, really need to reach out for urgent support. But do not beat yourself up. This is definitely not the worst case of limerence ever. Lots of people have done very, very, very crazy things. You just have to take ownership of it and look after yourself and your family and try to make things better. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Hi Lala. I'm someone who most definitely has a touch of ADHD and therefore is very much prone to becoming limerent. I most definitely have an anxious attachment style and I have managed to put that down to my past traumas and family experiences. Therefore, I know the why for my behaviours. However, I can't seem to find a way to change my behaviours. But I keep going for men who are either emotionally unavailable, really inconsistent and tend to take the banter that I'm initially first drawn to too far and then becomes a little bit cruel in their humour towards me. I've been in this on and off friendship with a guy I used to work with for three years now and we started doing bits on top of the normal friendship 
time that we spend together. The catch is, he said that we can't kiss. Like, I know, I know, I feel really used when he says this, but the issue is I care so much for him and I clearly really like him that on multiple occasions I've just taken this treatment and will do bits without the intimacy of the care and kissing that I'm actually craving for. When I try to date other men or start new relationships up, they always flop with ghosting or it just fizzling out, usually after sending some nudes or being intimate together. I've spent my summer working on me and building up my self-esteem. However, it does feel like it doesn't matter how much effort and work I'm putting into me, the same blokes end up creating the same anxieties and habits that I fall into. How do I sort this out? And just to add, it seems it doesn't matter who the actual guy is, all the same anxieties around contact, like texting, whether they like me or will they make enough of an effort and come back each time. Sadly, so far, each time disappointing me and leaves me with feeling like I'm the only one who cares more and will be the one encouraging things to go further. You know what? This is so common among women. I have this scenario or very similar in my dms constantly women who feel like they're constantly out there open to love finding men who behave like they're open to love meet up with them a bit at the beginning probably have sex with them and then it's the whole same thing again everything changes communication changes and you're left back to square one like it's fucking happened again he seemed different and now once again i've had sex with someone who made me feel important before he had sex with me and now he's made me feel completely rejected. You are so not alone with this. The no kissing thing is so, so disrespectful. I can only guess that he's got a girlfriend and he doesn't want to kiss you because he feels guilty or it's like some kind of sex worker thing. Like sex workers don't often kiss on the lips because it's too intimate why is this guy trying to have sexual intimacy with you but not take it as far as kissing you i mean the disrespect associated with doing sexual stuff with you but not kissing you is so vile and actually i think it's quite extreme you know it's disgusting i want you to stop with this guy block delete and move on and i know that that will be difficult if you have got that adhd limerence thing going on but make this your task to totally cut him off anytime you think about him find a distraction find something that you can do every time that rumination kicks in every time you feel like you want to unblock him remember how disgusting it is and how disrespectful and quite frankly just I don't even know what the word is it's it's horrific that he won't kiss you and I want you to really remember how disgusting that is and never ever allow him into your space again it won't do anything for you other than making you feel shit the next day and actually I think that you would benefit from a period of celibacy entirely I think you need to stop for a bit I think you need to try to break the patterns. They are not serving you well. This is about your low self-esteem and your desperation for love. And being open to love is a really great thing. Wanting to be loved and wanting a relationship is great. 
But I think it's much better to get into a position where you feel really good about being single first and then that's the platform that you get into a relationship from. If you're getting into a relationship to find somebody who's going to validate your self-esteem and boost your ego and the desperation for love is actually just going to put you into relationships that don't work for you. And actually at the moment what it's doing is not even putting you into relationships. It's making you vulnerable to men who just want to fucking run. So I think you need to have a break from men and continue to work on yourself. You said you've been working on your self-esteem this summer, but actually how can you work on your self-esteem this summer where you're still continually going back to interactions with this no kissing guy that are bound to dent your self-esteem? You can't do that work where you're then continually entering back into the lion's den and getting your self-esteem battered again. So I would really strongly advise a full-on man and dating break. Commit to like three to six months absolute celebration and really work on yourself in that time. Really work on your self-esteem. Get some therapy if you can. Do some journaling. Write down your thoughts and feelings. Get the ADHD diagnosis because that can really help. But do you for a little while. And then when you feel better and different, you can start to explore dating again. But do not lead with your fanny. Do not jump into things fanny first. It will never serve you well. Hold back the sexual side for as long as you can until you've established that this person is here not for your vagina but for your love and for the wonderful stuff that you can bring to them outside of intimacy you have got this you are not alone shut the door on your fanny put it away and have some you time so we've come to the end. Head over to my Instagram later today where, well, actually, I don't know what time you're listening to this. So any time of the day, head over to my Instagram. We will be discussing one of these topics. I will be getting all of your opinions and experience. So head over there if you want to join in that conversation. If not, I'll be back on Friday with my Friday episode and then back on Monday. You know how it goes by now. I will see you or hear you. No, I won't even hear you or see you. You will hear me very soon. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, share, tell your friends, all that jazz. La la la, let me explain. And this has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.